Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy wherever they get their podcasts. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Supercar Challenge, powered by Hankook. Good to have your company. Hockenheim Ring, Saturday morning. Decent weather, part of the 24-hour series meeting here. I'm John Hindoff, and joining me in the commentary box for this excitement of one hour of racing is Nick Dearman. Morning, Nick. Uh, good morning, John. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, it's going to be exciting because it's not only an hour of rating, it's multi-class and there's a pit stop. So everything we love packed into an hour. Uh, yes, four classes, I reckon. Um, well, depending how you, you look well, at it. You, yeah, you can count it as six. We can count it as four. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly where I was getting to on this. Suffice to say that we have some um, prototypes at the front. We have some silhouette cars next up in terms of their speed uh, and a variety of other bits and pieces throughout the field. Uh, The Supercar Challenge has been going for a very, very long time, now powered by Hankook and mainly racing in the low countries, but uh, obviously coming out to play with with Creventic this weekend. And I think it's fair to say, providing some of the inspiration uh, in their rules and regulations for when Creventic started all those years ago, because things like Code 60 uh, came out of, of what was then the Dutch Supercar Series. Absolutely. I think the original Creventic Dubai 24 hours um, completely spun out of that paddock. Of course, we we still have the uh, the link up with NART, who are the, the Dutch um, governing, uh, governing and marshalling body. They, they also work together. So there's a real, real close synergy between these two championships. And I'm certain that without the Supercar Challenge, Creventic wouldn't have existed. They, they've kind of diverged now. And uh, as you say, the uh, Supercar Challenge, a low country in uh, northern Germany championship, and very well respected. And of course, Creventic hoping and <laughs> hoping this year to go worldwide again. Well, remarkably, um, we are going out over the PA uh, as well. So good morning to those of you in the pit and paddock. A little bit delayed because of the issues with the red flags and stoppages in the qualifying session for uh, for the substantive series for the 12 hours. So let's have a look at the grid on pole position. Max Schoff in the number 521. 621 is on the outside of the pool. That's using Van Bellingen. Now, these are CN cars. That's an LMP3 car. That, uh, that number 521, Nick. I know, and the times are so close. I mean, the, uh, the pole car, the Nissan, 38, well, 38.6 rounding up, 38.7 for the Norma uh, M20, which is, of course, the CN cars, which I have a massive soft spot for the CN cars, because that's what we started doing years and years ago. Do you remember all those... Um, uh, like the championship, the CN championship, we used to cover everywhere. We support the Le Mans series um, oh, yeah, yeah. with those yeah. cars. And 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 um, always remember um, Mike. Name's gone, but lost me now. Um, Mike used to race with Tommy Erdos. Mike. Um, uh, uh, go on, carry on. I, don't uh, mean, actually, I, I used to work with him at RML for goodness yeah, sake. Who owned who owned Tiger and that sort of thing, and they were trying to keep this CN championship going. But it seems to have found a, a home here 
in that supercar. There's a huge number of Normas. It's a kind of, a, it's interesting, really. There's a kind of a Norma benefit here, uh, and they're looking particularly good. Mike Newton, thank you from JP. There's his. Yes. I, I, I need JP sitting in my life behind me. All of the as time. The, as the years advance, the names are disappearing, and I'm losing. I, I think I, I lost Scott Redding at the week uh, during Mini Motorsport. It's like, oh, come on, Nick. It's just, this is just, I do know it. Just the brain's going, come on. You've got so much rubbish information you fill with now. The actual facts you need, retrieval's not happening. All right, let me go through the uh, grid for you then. Max Ashoff for the uh, Edica Ashoff Racing Ginetta Nessen G58 is the LMP3 car on pole position. That's the blue and white car too. Uh, driver's right. Sharing pole position. Jusen von Bellingen for Dedische Racing for the Norma M20 FC. Similar car on the inside of Raw 2 is the 611. Tom Boonen for, uh, also for Dedische Racing. Then Gillian Shell for Pegasus in an LMP3. That's the 529. That's, another, that's a leisure. Then another one of the Norma M20 uh, FCs. Uh, that is the BS Racing by Batisgrund for the 614 car. Bob Herber is the first of the GT cars, and that you should just be able to make that one out because it's the white, black, and orange car, and that is a Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Uh, and he is Paul in the GT class. Then there's a couple of Z4 GT3s, in fact, three of them together Cooperman Racing, Peter Posovich, and the 191 Dan Meyer in the Border Racing 107. Hein Koopman for the Koopman Racing 190. Then an E90 BMW for Hardest Plaza. Uh, that's the Vandenberg car, the 245, as they are moving off. They're the uh, more silhouette type cars, SSP1 category. So we're moving for one warm-up lap. Just checking to see if the time has actually started. No, it has not. So we are going to get a formation lap. And one of the I think that was the 191 BMW that pulled out a line, uh, Nick. The Cooperman Racing, Peter Pozovic car. Yeah, obviously saw a small problem. He still had motive force. Pulled out of the line not to block the rest of the, the grid. And just, it currently is sitting at the side of the uh, start grid. And whether that's something he can do or, or control or delete... Um, is, is it, and I think that was GT3 kind of. We've got a lot of cars that look like BMWs because a lot of these silhouettes are silhouetting um, BMWs, aren't they, as well? well? Let's see who's missing when they come round. There will be two formation laps. It was the 190. 190. All right, mm. so I had two to choose from. Uh, it is the it is the other Cooperman racing, uh, Cooperman racing, uh, Hein Cooperman uh, himself in that 190 GT4, a GT Z4 GT3. Still a good-looking car, that, with the wide-body kit on it. And it's sitting on the pit lane at the moment with the Porsche um, coming to its assistance and dragging it backwards. Oh, the ignominy. Uh, Munich's finest being pulled by Stuttgart's finest out of <laughs> racing. Mm, not, oh, dear. It's not the advert Munich wants to see, though, is it, really? It really isn't. <laughs> the little blue and white propeller not spinning on that BMW Z4. But it's weird, though, because he was able to... Now, whether he just pulled it off on the starter motor, I don't know, because he just knew what the problem was and then just, just drove sideways and now he's been moved under not his own steam. So an odd problem there for the 190. I think that, by the way, John, I think it changes two warm-up laps, by the way. Yes, I have. Yes, I did mention that. Two formation Sorry. laps. Yeah, no, no. Um, yellow flag at turn 17, just to remind everybody. Let's talk a bit about this track. It is the full Grand Prix circuit, so that's just under three miles, 2.9, 2.8 miles, depending on how good you are at getting close to the APCs, or if you prefer it, uh, 4.57 kilometres. The outright lap record here, do you know what that is, Nick? 
Um, well, it's going to be about a 120 Oh, F1 car. Uh, uh, right, 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 right. It's a 113.7 by Kimi uh, Raikkonen in the McLaren wow. in 2004. Um, it's the lap record here. GT four cars were very quick, though. They were very quick. Um, GT3s run around here in about 139. Uh, Christian Engelhardt has that lap record. That was set in the ADSA GT back in 2017. And that was in uh, a Lamborghini Huracan. Um, not a Super Trofeo car, but the full GT3 car. So given that our pool time was a 38.7, um, our GTs are running a little bit slower than that, 40s and f uh, 45s rather, in that. But that gives you an idea at least. Uh, 17 corners and the wonderful circuit. I've actually been here. You drive past it actually on your way to a number of places I drove past it once when I was going to do a job for you uh, Nick and, and then re and I went oh hang on a minute that's the Hockenheim ring and then suddenly I found myself a couple of years later there for DTM and Audi TT Legends which I thoroughly enjoyed although we were only using the short track for that but the stadium atmosphere when the the stands are full I mean it is it's like an auditorium it's like going to a, a football stadium it has that kind of feeling to it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've actually not worked the new version of the circuit. And we're calling it new, even though it's now come to 18 years old, believe it or not, <laughs> since they, they chopped off the fantastic trip out into the uh, into the, into the forest. And, and dug uh, it up, went, so it could yeah, never it went, come back. Yeah, I know. And it went from being one of the, 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 uh, the two ultra-low downforce tracks with Monza to just a standard medium downforce track. That's 18 years nearly now. But yeah, I mean, certainly when, when, when I was there, when Schumacher was in his pomp, and it was just ridiculous crowds and the atmosphere it was it was it was absolutely football atmosphere at a motor race I, I would say it's the same for uh, DTM as well of course because and even more for the truck racing of course oh my truck racing is just bonkers though isn't it alright we've got we've got an hour on the clock and it looks like we're going round behind the Audi safety car well it is a pace car at the moment it will become a safety car if we see it again at least one more time to get some heat into the Hangook tyres so let me uh, run down a few more names for you. Um, SSP1, that is the Vandenberg BMW E90, the silver car, the 245 in 10th. That's the Paul Sitter there. Uh, SSP2 is a radical SR1. That's the two Greenholfs be behind the wheels of that at various times. That's the Johan Crown Motorsport 305. Um, and uh, where's our other... In the S class, we have a Peugeot RCZ Cup. That's the tracks racing team. Uh, that's the um, Wittwannenbrück-driven car. Uh, and that did it. I mean, that was under two minutes. So that's, I mean, that's pretty good. Safety car is in the pit lane. The lights will go out and we will be racing for one hour. Not bad. They are on the hash marks. So race control will like that. And we are racing. And it is the... Blue, white and black Janetta that leads out then for Edeka Ashoff Racing. Max Ashoff behind the wheel there. Houston Van Bellingham dropping through into second from Julian Schell for Pegasus in third. Then Tom Boonen. That's how they went through the first corner and managed to stay on the track, which uh, for many of you who have driven this digitally will know that there's a big, I wide open space to your left-hand <laughs> side there, yeah. Mick Damon. The the sucker, that is. The... Uh, the can't decide whether it's sunshine on the top of the Julian Shell 
third place car uh, or whether they've actually got a light bar on the top of the rollover hoop. I think it's just sunshine catching the front of that as they come round. Oh, maybe it's not, actually, because there's two of them that's got them. They've got light, they've got LED bars on, haven't they? That's nice. It's an Audi oppressive light, isn't it? I'm going to blind you to get past you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a very excellent start. Very, very clean. And it is quite complex going round. So the Nord curve, you kind of, you just you say, it's, it's how wide you want to go before you get pinged. But then the, uh, the Unfart Parabolica, that is a tricky tricky corner with lots of cars with different closing rates of course because they're making their speed differently a lot of them but uh, for the leads Nick, well. side by side as they go across the line and I think using Van Bellingen well he, he had a go there didn't he going into the first corner the two Delgish uh, 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 racing cars um, with Julian Schell in there as well uh, sitting in behind Max Ashoff at the moment as they head off for the second lap now I'm sure that Nick will have been browsing the, all of the regulations and, and, uh, and can tell me when the pit... Just trailing ahead a little bit. When does the, when does the, uh, the pit lane uh, open? Uh, the, the pit lane is open for a 10-minute window for all cars. Um, in some of the other rounds, they split the two classes. Yes, types that's why I asked it's, you. It's 10-minute only between the 25th and the 35th minute of the race. Now, there is success pit stop handicap in this championship. Right. So, there so is extra a, time. Exactly. There's British GT have done that in the past as well. We, we, we I like this series because they're, they're very good. I, I much prefer that than bolting a whole load of lead oh, yeah. on the cars. Which is dangerous because you've got to stop that lead as well as accelerate that lead. Correct. So yeah, Julian so, Schell there just making up a position in the light blue Pegasus racing. Um, that, that car, that's the, one of the LMP3 cars. And, and he did drop back a bit, but now he's, uh, he's making up some ground again uh, after he started closer towards the front. Sorry, Nick, uh, go ahead. Yes, yeah, so, so, so basically, so you, you, there is a, a standard uh, pit stop time, which is from, from pit in to pit out of 1 minute and 18 seconds. Don't forget, some of these cars are solo drivers and some of these cars are, are having a driver change, so it has to be fair. Everyone comes in. Uh, you can't change tyres um, oh, really? unless, okay. unless you're a Porsche, in which case you can change tyres. Uh, but you're only allowed to use eight over the course of the two races. So I think basically means you can use a lot more rears and fronts if you have to. Uh, but I don't think, I think we have any Porsches there this weekend, do we? No. Um, no, they, they, they're odd, really, because you know, they've actually they've actually balanced performance to everything against those Porsches, which don't exist at the moment. Um, yeah, well, they exist. They're just not here. It's not as if <laughs> well, they've disappeared yeah, into yeah. the ether <laughs> uh, completely. That, that'd be your nightmare, wouldn't it? That, that happened. But, uh, and that yeah, without so Porsches. Everyone's got different uh, pit times. Um, and the success, success time is based on the results. Bob Herber, who won the GC class last time out at Sandbourg, has a 25-second pit penalty, uh, as does uh, Dan Meyer as well. So it, that means that takes their total to 1 minute 43. Um, and there's various successes from 10 to 5 and, and everything else. So, but what I think probably we'll do is we get there. Um, I have the list in front of me, so what we'll probably do is, is we'll see how it affects the leaders and see what they're going to lose. But it seems to me, with seeing how close these cars are across three classes in front of us, which is amazing. Someone's got the balance performance right here to get a, a C, a, a P3, and a, a GT3 car balance like this. Um, yeah. But bit of uh, frustration at the moment from uh, Julian Shell in behind Bob Herbert, uh, and he's lose, he's lost a wee bit of time, and he's losing time, of course, to the the prototypes ahead that Lamborghini is very very quick in the hands of Bob Herbert quick uh, in itself to be honest so LMP3 leads from the two CNN cars from Del Racing then Bob Herbert 
then the Pegasus Racing Leisure. And there's a little touch on the Peugeot RCZ Cup car from one of the BMWs further back uh, down. The, uh, no, it's a silhouette. Silhouette. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> silhouette 2.5. Absolutely, I think that was Mark Yobst, wasn't it? Who yeah. uh, was uh, battling in there, uh, and he's uh, he's gone around, but uh, managed to haul onto it. But it it's a, it does a very passable impression of a it, BMW, no, it does. doesn't it? You, you sit there because they have got so many actual BMWs as well. It does seem you know, a little bit like a, uh, a BMW benefit race. But uh, the silhouettes are a kind of a, an, an amalgam of the Z3 coupe from with the Z4 front. So it's a kind of a special... Is that a Z3-4? Is that like a Z3 quarters? Uh, Z3 quarters. 206 is a BMW 1 Series GTR. Uh, That's the dark blue car. And that's Bert Aronson for Kupman Racing driving there. Meantime, still Julian Shell has not been able to get by the Lamborghini as they head out uh, around turns 2, 3 and 4 and down that long, sweeping, parabolic section... Getting up the top speed before turn six, this big hairpin. So the light blue Ligier, currently in fifth position, has the multicoloured red, white and black Lamborghini right ahead of it. Further back down the field, just coming across to finish their lap, uh, we have the Peugeot RCZ Cup car. That's the Vandenberg-driven machine. That's the white and blue number 481. And coming across the line. So, uh, excuse me, that's the the white and blue 401. The 481 is the uh, black-driven silhouette racing car. And it is two blocks in that, actually. Just to throw it forward, that battle between Julian Schill and Bob Herbert, Julian doesn't actually need to do anything because he's got a 20-second advantage in the pit lane. His, his pit time is 20 seconds less oh, Nick. than that of Bob oh, Herbert. Nick. I, I, I do love your wonderful naivety about racing anyway. drivers. Come on. You absolutely saying, know that that oof. is um, not the case. Yeah, that's true. Excellent send there by Kaskowska, um, the 614. He sent it right up the inside of, uh, <laughs> of Bob Herber then. Coming into the start-finish strength. So, early running here at the first of two races, coming down to the first eight minutes having been completed with John Heindorf and Nick Tierman. And at the front of the field, it's still Max Ashoff for the leading car in the LMP3. Just about a second ahead of Tom Boonen, who's about 1.3 ahead of Eusen von Bellingen. Then it's Julian Schell, who has now got through. Now, battles further down the field, including a Hyundai TCR car. Very brightly coloured, not the usual eggshell blue of the ends. Uh, and that is the... Uh, battle for 202 is in 13th position. So it's Ted von Villiers for GR Motorsport uh, and the De Burst and von Oud driven FIBOR racing team. They are in SSP1 and that is a proper Hyundai. <laughs> that isn't a silhouette. <laughs> that is a front wheel drive Hyundai i30N TCR uh, and they're battling among other things with the BMW E90 that I mentioned the 245 whereas further back the Peugeot has the sneaky silhouettes 
side-by-side again for Hyundai and BMW. Is that actually a BMW, one asks oneself? Yes, it is, yes, yes. yes it is, yeah. Yeah, just, just, just a bit of help. If, it, if the battle is between cars with the same first number, so 100 and 200 and 300 and 400, they're in the same class. So they, 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 I think, I'm, not, I'm not sure where the Dutch supercars actually... I think it's um, brilliant when they do that. Thought, thought this up, obviously it's been, it has been taken up by Creventic as well. So if they had the same first number, they are battling in class. So I get the impression there's quite a lot of classes here. So actually, I think certainly at the front, even though they've got three different types of car, they're all actually, as you're quite right, John, going for the win and not tactically thinking about pit stops. No, not, not at all. So that SSP1 category with the Hyundai and the BMWs in it, and they are BMWs, Ted from Villa is running the E92 V8. They all start with two. There's an E46 M3 uh, in there as well. The SSP2 uh, categories start with a three, and the silhouette categories, which is the S, it's a bit unfair having the RCZ Cup car in the silhouette category, but I suspect it's been lightened. They all start with a four. Um, that That isn't a little TCR car. It is the RCZ Cup car, which was a one-make series. Front-wheel drive, obviously, for the RCZ. Peugeot's answer to the Audi TT, I suppose you would say. Double bubble roof on those cars. Really nice piece of, of styling. And behind them, two BMWs, which aren't. Uh, they are the silhouette cars. One of which, the uh, the second place in that battle, um, behind the RCZ Cup car, actually almost looks from some angles like a convertible with this sort of matte black roof thing. And yeah. that, I keep well, looking I'm at it thinking, well, why does he put his roof down? It's a lovely day. He's also got his GoPro on the top, so he's got the evidence that it goes wrong. Uh, you see that on the top of the car. So you're gathering uh, information. Now, the, the RCZ is, is, is a little bit quicker around the corners, but he's losing out on the straights. He's about to get overtaken going Loked into by the, both uh, of the silhouette parabolica, cars. yeah. Um, but they've got a little bit more um, more straight-line grunt. And they, they do look a bit more aerodynamic, about a foot lower for a start. Um, and looking streaking away now they've got past. And certainly that was a cork in the bottle, the RCZ. So he'll be asking for a bit of help on the uh, balance performance for tomorrow's race. Across the line then, and down in towards the first corner, the one that you never want to remind Tom Christensen about, if you've got a memory for DTM. <laughs> a couple of BMWs, and they are BMWs, the white and red, with the, starting with the number twos, as we said, that's the SSP1 category as they come through the final corner now, two or two. And two, three, three. Oh, and the RCZ's had a coming together with. I four think that's, one is, I think that's the black and black silhouette racing car, and it is silhouette, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, the silhouette's broken as well. He's lost his front left suspension. Good. Yeah. Been coming together. The front left has collapsed. So the four eighty one, which is uh, Bernard Black. Um, this is, I think, obviously, the racing team it must must turn up. It must be an arrive and drive, or at least we look after it for you situations, isn't it? So that's quite. Um, so he's turned up, and unfortunately, that's broken. So I hope they can fix that front left. But I'm surprised leaving it there. There's not even a yellow flag. So where is it? Off the track, it must be. Uh, standby caller. Uh, well, I'll tell you now as well. The 206 has come into the pits. Oh, there we go. Uh, that's the Coopman Racing uh, car, um, and and that is the BM. That was the BMW though. So the BMW has come into the pits, the 206 that was uh, Bart Aronson for Koopman Racing. So that's both the Koopman uh, Racing cars, is it? Because we had uh, the 190 uh, as well in the pits. Driver not happy. 
steering wheel in hand. I had one of those, but it came off of my hand. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably most not happy because he's broken it rather than he's crashed it. But I mean, you, if, if you've got front left damage, it's more likely you've tapped the back of somebody else and they've suddenly reversed into you. So, uh, you know, obviously we haven't Full seen Full course the yellow, Nick. Full course yellow. So that will bring everything back together at the front of the field. And we are only 14 minutes into a long time from the pit lane opening. It's not opening for 11 minutes. And, and if we're in full course yellow, does the pit lane stay open, Nick? I think so, yes. I think because they've got a narrow window, they don't, they don't think they can close it for that yeah. very narrow window. But of course, these stops the cars making now won't count their mandatory stop as the RCZ comes in. We'd love to get a, little, a frontal shot and see. It not that much damage on it, does it? For, for I think that's... I, I, I'll be honest with you, Nick. I, I think from what we saw earlier with the performance of those cars, it'll be side-by-side side damage and it'll be the camber of the front wheels that have done the, the issue. So we have got... Uh, the RCZ in the forum or one is showing uh, for eight one is showing missing, which is ah, that black silhouette racing car. That's the car. So Nick, what have you very, noticed on the on the well, RCZ? That's also got a problem with its uh, camber angle and its front right. So that's nah, been a, a, an absolute side by side. It wasn't the case where the the uh, silhouette was behind him. They have come together as a side by side clash, front wheel to front wheel. By the looks of it, front right to front left. There's a big Both bit of, of tyre damaged. Yeah, there's a big bit of tyre mark on the right on the front corner on the right hand side of the feedball racing machine. That's the Peugeot that's in the lane at the moment so that is losing time they were looking at the, the top mount the strut top mount mm. um, to see if they could uh, work out what the issue was meantime still waiting for a tour is the silhouette 481 sure it's going to need a flatbed it's collapsed on the front left I think what they're hoping for is that it might tour slowly and they can just get it out the way another Audi SUV so, we've had Porsche and Audi. I think that uh, was the second the tow rope, by the way. Second tow rope, <laughs> do you think? Yeah, well, given the fact we just saw him doing the same process before and then come back and done it again, I think maybe it was a little bit more scraping on the ground and tow rope A wasn't particularly... Oh, yeah, oh, 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 he's going to run problem. into the back of the Audi that's trying to tow Has he... Is it, has he run into the back of that Audi? I think he might yeah, have. No, he know? didn't quite run. But it, 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 I, I, I think he's... Is he getting the wheels a bit more straight? A bit, but it's going to heavily crab to the left. I'm not sure that he's going to be able to get this uh, out of the way. Is there anybody in the car? I, I don't he, think I, there I, is. No, he's sculpted. No, he, the driver's, the driver's pushing, the pushing at the back. So they're just uh, yeah, sort they're, of dragging it a bit, aren't they? They're it's pushing hard left. They're pulling it right with the uh, the Q7. But I, you're right, John. They're absolutely looking for a safe place to leave it until and bothering about it after the race rather than trying to recover it in any way. Because I... I yeah, that, that is going to need to be flat fitted back and probably there isn't one round there. But there. hopefully there's enough they can get it off any form of racing line or spinning off line and um, the car's going to get going quite soon. So Max Ashoff, who has led since the lights went out after the two formation laps in the number 521, the Edeka Ashoff Racing Janetta, then is still leading. Uh, we've got now traffic in front of him behind the safety car so hmm. I'm not sure whether wrong that car up. well either that or yeah well it should get a wave by um, actually I've just realised there isn't a safety car out there is there this is an FCY so oh, yeah. effectively um, they're just going at 60 aren't they yeah 
Yeah. So he's not yet been given the green, Max Ashoff. So full course yellow. Uh, and by the way, it's down at the hairpin that the incident happened. So absolute classic Hockenheim down at the Spitzkeller hairpin, turn six, which is where they're approaching now. That will have been Peugeot on the inside defending the corner against the silhouette who's come tonking around the outside. And they've either gone through the apex and clashed wheels on the exit. In fact, that's what I'm going to say has happened. They've gone through the apex and clashed wheels on the exit. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think it's most likely because looking, yeah, and it, they're not, not that far off the apex either because that's what the middle which pinged them both off. But yeah, that's it. Someone not giving enough or misjudgment or they're just kind of bit. Green flag. It's, it's, green flag. So off we go again. And Max Ashoff gets the. Janetta back up to speed. Very pretty looking car, the Janetta um, LMP3. Uh, I mean, they've got two, two LMP3s in this race because the normal, and of course, we're, there are about Very pretty to be. car. Uh, the yeah. uh, Ligier is the other one. Uh, is it, is it, is it, it's not normal, is it? It's, Ligier, uh, it's the Pegasus uh, cars, Union Shells. You're right, it's Ligier, I'm sorry, Ligier, yeah. yeah. But there are a lot of obviously LMP3 cars um, about to come or have come on the market, about to come on the market from the last generation, of course. So they now have a home to race in. I'm sort of surprised that they'll pick up a few more over the coming years. I very nearly had a drive in that car's big brother at uh, Dubai a few years ago. Uh, very nice people from Janetta, uh, even after they'd let me drive their G55 Super Cup car at Rockingham a few years ago. <laughs> decided that uh, it might be a good idea to get my first taste of downforce. Unfortunately, we were rather busy that weekend, so I didn't really feel that I could um, dedicate enough time uh, to it, particularly as they had paying customers in the car as well. Um, I thought it was probably not the best idea for all concerned. Uh, however, I have had my first taste of downforce and I loved it of prototype star downforce at SR3 Radical which I did a race weekend up at Donington Park two years ago now and thoroughly enjoyed it uh, meantime let's have a look down through the GT battles touring cars out there as well i30N uh, sitting in behind one of the BMWs it is the 245 uh, at the moment that's the hardest plaza team car and in behind that at the moment is that that Hyundai for the FIBO that's another one of the FIBO racing cars so that's third and fourth position leading in that class is the 202 FIBO racing well hang on that, is he put, that was he put a, a lap, lap on him so that's that a pass for the lead during the restart that's a pass um, for the lead yeah, it was a restart. I think what happened was, looking at the 202, the Honda looked really quick, so I'm surprised the BMW got past him. I think it may have been he got jumped at the, um, at the green flag element. It all bluntly. Fumbled. yeah. Uh, and because uh, my guess is, seeing how that uh, 202 car is, has effortlessly moved towards the front during the actual racing part of this, uh, this event, that that is something that may slip back. Unless, of course, the Vandenberg car is, uh, is also doing this uh, poor qualifying or poor start. Let's get moving forward. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised about that, but... You know, we're not even, not even, just over 20 minutes, we're third of the way in, and not all that was on the green flag racing. Got another problem, problem here. for a silhouette car. Uh, oh, no, actually, that is one of the, that is going to catch that's me the out. Car that is the, that's, that's the car, the car that was pushed off the grid, the 190. It's the Hein Koopman for Koopman Racing. Um, Koopman Ra- this is 
first time on the track and it's a bit smoky at the back, Nick. Unless it's an overfill, which is unlikely, um, that, that's, that's probably going to come right back in again because that's got something engineer or gearbox wrong with it because it's pulling out smoke, though the smoke has dissipated slightly. It was coming out of the exhaust on the left-hand side and just Unless about it... make out the oil uh, on mm. there. So it might have been, maybe it was just overfilled. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe got a low a... warning light on the grid and that's why it pulled off. Or perhaps it was leaking on oh, the grid. It leaked, yeah. all over the, some, you know, it leaked all over the engine. He's carrying on going, so it's not a problem. Yeah, it may well be that there was, an, as you said, um, it looks like there was an oil problem. It's probably... Oh, yeah, it's filthy. It's, it's probably... Is it actually coming out of the exhaust? It's not, is it? It's coming out of the breather. Is it yeah. wasn't coming out of the exhaust in the middle. So they've either overfilled it or... Air was working. They've had a, a tank issue of some sort, and it's just leaked, leached oil everywhere, which is, which is now in combination of burning off or being breathed off. Wow, straight through goes a Hyundai there. That was brilliant work by the 202 guy. He's got his lead back in the uh, in the class there um, by completely wrong-footing Ted Van Vile there, who got kind of confused being behind the smoky BMW. Yeah, which is not really up to pace at the moment. Uh, and that was heading through turn one into the turn two, three complex. But the BMW is quick and heads back into the lead and puts the FIBO Racing Hyundai i30 NTCR back into second place as they head into the braking area for the hairpin at turn six, the Spix Scala. You realise, do you, how much of a crown there is to the inside of that corner, the right-hand side of that corner, until you see a, a lower camera angle than we normally get for for uh, Formula One races. BMW sprints uh, away again. Got some time penalties coming through, Nick, for speeding under full course yellows. The BMW Z4 Dean Meyer, uh, number one or seven, border racing. Uh, that will be getting one and we've got uh, also the 307 uh, as well that's the Johnny Cran the Johan Cran Motorsport Saka the 307 so that's going to have a time penalty and the 305 which is the radical oh disaster in SSP2 the two Greenhalfs driving that 305 car and also there is a technical flag for the 190 so what we've mm-hmm. seen has been noted by race control unsurprisingly because, frankly, if we've seen it, everybody's seen it. <laughs> it does prove, yeah, I mean, though, that the arrow's working at the back of that car, it does, doesn't yeah, it? It's, like it's, it's clearing it out brilliantly. The good news for the uh, the Radical is that, that obviously, uh, both both the cars in that class have got the same penalty for speeding, so it's uh, it's all evens out. So, <laughs> if, both, if, both, if both cars in the class have got a penalty, it's, no, it's, no, it's an equal harm, equal foul for both of them. Um, getting close to the opening of the pit lane, opens in a minute and a half. So the next time round, for most of the cars, they'll be able to stop if they wish. And everybody, um, d- despite the fact that there's some of these cars, and I've I've done this confirmation by the way of those time penalties: 107, 307, 305, speeding on the full course yellow is what I didn't add to the end of that. Um, mm. uh, and I've done this in, in the the longer radical races where you had a 50. 55 minute radical race even if you are solo driving Nick you've still got to make that pit stop because obviously it would be a massive advantage <laughs> to sneak round while everyone else was changing yeah, driver but, some series make you get out and run round the car I, I, I but that's say that it, it's not like a silver service Jim Carner anymore no you can uh, you can stay in the car safely belted up yes. it's, it's, it's the minimum pit time pinions pit out which again is, is adjusted again by the uh, success time ballast we want to call it Right, well, we'll keep an eye on, on who pits when. I can't see 
if, if you're racing yourself, as Max Ashoff, I think, is, uh, I don't, I have not seen another name beside the Janetta. Uh, I can't see any advantage or disadvantage of coming in early or late. If you're racing with someone else, then you kind of want to split it down the middle, don't you? Yeah, I think if you're on your own, probably you, what you want to have an assessment about is, and it's not such an issue on such a large track with 25 cars, the only advantage is you can see a bunch of traffic ahead, you're going early. Yeah. Or if you know you've got an, a really nice bit of clear track, you'll stay a couple more laps. That's the only advantage one way or the other, you can say if you're on your own. Because you're not fueling, you're not changing the weight, so it's just a case of uh, you know, breaking the rhythm at some point. Decent little battle at the head of the field, Max Ashoff in that blue, black and white LMP3 Janetta and in behind the black, yellow and red with the LED light bar now uh, fully illuminated uh, is the second place car that's the uh, Deldich uh, racing CN uh, and that is Tom Boonen in the Norma M20 Yeah, the little CN cars are doing really, really well I, 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 I like the CN cars away by the, uh, the, the, the GT3s as well as the P3s but they are very much making the same same lap time in slightly different ways. A much more nimble car, of course, to see in. Right, um, tick them off your list as they come in, Nick. So this is the Lamborghini. This is uh, uh, this is Bob, isn't it? Who Bob Herber, yeah. Bob Herber, who won the last round. He's so got he's a his pit long stop. stop. He has a 25 second success time penalty or time time Added, extension. Yeah. I like success yeah. time. No, I think that's a perfect description of it, Nick. If I'm honest, so it, it's success time penalty yeah. isn't it you know so you've won the last time out so Bob's going to have to sit there for a, an extra time um, fuel going in oh they are fueling okay I didn't I that's interesting um, that that I'm that was one of the silhouette cars they weren't fueling battle okay. for the lead Nick uh, just side by side for a moment Tom Burnham looking down the inside of Max Ashoff as they come into the stadium section so they've just come through Joe and people of our age call the Saks Curve kind of area 8-9 and now through 10 it's all a bit Mickey Mouse to be honest looks like the leader's into the pit lane and pulls off so Tom Boonen now needs to get the hammer down he has got traffic I think that was a smart move actually by Max because there's a little group of about 4 or 5 cars going to catch and now the Jeanette is in the pit lane as uh Tom, uh, Bob Herb, sorry, uh, leaves in the Lamborghini, and that's getting a splash of fuel as well. Okay, well that means that then theoretically you should go as late as possible to keep the car ultimately as light. As light. But uh, yeah, they're just putting pump fuel in. That's interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether that's because some of the cars actually don't have a, the ability to run an hour. Perhaps in silhouettes, so they're making it the same for everybody. But uh, that's a little bit of a surprise. But it obviously explains the, the fireproof wearing of the uh, the team. Personnel. And they're filling in the pit lane, which is not the usual Kravetnik way, of course, which has caught me out slightly watching that. Yeah, they, they appear to have their own methodology. This is actually a... They, they kind of bought themselves a pump with them, uh, carefully looking after it to prevent spillage. We saw, obviously, the jerry can filling by the, uh, the Zillowet car, so I think you can uh, you can choose how to fill the cars up. That's but, nice. Uh, I like that. So that was somebody on the other end of the hose actually working a manual pump or a manual an electric, pump, yeah. electric <laughs> version of it. Yeah, it's um, fuel for the 1930s. Get a churn, get a man with a pump <laughs> called Ginger. Oh, obviously, yes. Come on, Ginger. Let's uh, have some pump harder, pump harder. Let's have some more go juice, Ginger. And don't the kids love it? Uh, coming down to half distance, then 
let's see when the 621 comes uh, in uh, the 611 excuse me comes in leader's just gone through uh, and on to another lap Tom Boonen so Max Ashoff goes out and of course has dropped the whole lap now because of the length of that pit stop so what we now need to know is how far Tom's going to go in I like the idea I mean you go longer if you fill it brim fill it at the start you go longer so long as you don't have to brim fill it oh big slide by the leader oh there's oil on the track there's oil on the track uh, and that was that's at turn two and two of the CN cars very sideways indeed I think that was the BS Racing uh, machine as well that went sideways and brilliant piece of a save from Tom Boonen um, in the leading car but I think there must be fluid or oil perhaps from the 190 question mark uh, on the pit lane leader in the SSP1 category has come to the pit lane that's the hardest plaza car that's the BMW E90 although it has been worked on that car I think it's fine to say it's yeah, going to yeah, and it's going to driver change, but it's Mr. Vandenberg to Mr. Vandenberg, so uh, R Vandenberg to B Vandenberg, to give you the uh, the correct uh, um, numeration. So, interesting. It, most of the teams that are being shared are being shared by people with the same surname. So, there's obviously a very much a family racing like environment it. within the uh, within the championship. But uh, maybe so it's Robert and Benjamin Vandenberg. Yeah, and I'm assuming that because we don't know and have no way of knowing which way around they've gone. Uh, yes, the timing screen gives us both names for, for a car which has two drivers because there isn't actually yeah, and I a, didn't get a, a list of uh, I didn't get a list of starting drivers on the on the grid uh, no. either so we're, we're having to make a, a little bit of assumption under so, under half an hour now Nick so we're into the second half of the race still the question for us is when the leader Tom Boonham will come into the pit lane the BS racing car that I was mentioning, this, the 614, uh, that car was... Uh, oh, that's all right, sorry. I just saw Julian Shell's name on the pit. I thought, oh, second pit stop for the LMP3. But, of course, that is the Ligier. The former yeah. leader uh, from Max Ashoff, by the way, has dropped down to fifth position. At least at a one minute uh, minimum, one minute twenty three second pit stop. Uh, when the leader comes in, Tom Boone in the six one one, he can do a straight one minute uh, eighteen. I don't think he took part in the uh, first two rounds at Zandvoort a few weeks ago, right. so he has no success time uh, to be added to his pit stop. So, so he's sitting pretty then. So this will obviously change for tomorrow because they'll, they'll adjust it for every every race. Um, it's it's a rather a rolling system. I think it's a little bit of a rolling system, a bit like um, the. Uh, addition and subtraction of powers you get within British touring cars. Yeah. Six one four second is the BS Racing by Batikin Suit. That's another Norma M20, resplendent in its white and yellow. Quick pitch stop for Shell. Let's hope he's got that right. Julian already rolling in very pretty uh, leisure. LMP3. Spot the Ligiers with the concave noses. That's how mm. you normally see them. Slight damage to the right front of one of the silhouette BMWs, and that oh, is a silhouette BMW. It's not the one named. That's uh, that's damage from a previous session, isn't it? They've uh, they've taken that. Oh, leader's in. Right, Nick. Leader is in. Uh, second place car then 
which is the BS Racing by Vatican Soup, will go through into the lead, but it's not yet made its stop, so the... No fuel. Racing, no fuel for that car. Perhaps the CNs don't refuel. Right. Might so, be they haven't... Yeah, it might just be a... Because yeah, if, you, if you could refuel, you would refuel because it, was, it gives you a weight advantage. So obviously there's a, there's a te technical reason for not refueling this, that particular CN car. Also coming in the 208, that's Ted von Villiers in the BMW E92 V8. So now where's the next car back then? Well, the BS Racing car has gone through. That CN car, the number 614, has gone through the yellow and white car. So that will pick up the lead then. And then we've got to see uh, the first of the Zillowet racing cars, the 111, has just come out the pits. Max Tubman behind the wheel of that. That's the first of the GT-class cars. That was scored in fourth when it came into the pits. Max Ashoff in the 521, coming out the final corner now onto the start line with traffic ahead of him. He's got the 307 Saka, the, the family Van Damme. That's a good turnaround for Julian Shell, although he's still out behind Ashoff, I think, as he comes yeah. around. So the 611 oh, is still shown as the leader here. I think Boonen has got out, Nick. Bef well, he can't have got out before the 614, unless the 614 stopped. Um, no, we're done. He was leading. The 614 is in the pit. 614 was rolling into the pit. Just coming into the pit. And it didn't ping the... Yeah, sorry. So the 614 has been scored as the leader at the end of this lap. Um, sorry, my timing screen was only... I've realised now is only updating at the end of each lap, which is why I was slightly surprised to see Tom Boonen on the tracker still shown as the leader when he'd only just emerged from the pit. So... Having a quick look around, he's still ahead. He's coming in now to the stadium section, um, is Boonen. So he's heading into 8, 9 and 10. And Max Ashoff is a corner or two behind him. He's so changed the driver for the uh, ah. 614, but again, no fuel. So again, we don't quite know well, which that, way around that was gone, a bird, it should be Alec. It should be Alec. Cascatel, uh, who should be taking over this one. See, it says it's his, it Was says it his second driver. I think so, yes. I right. think so. Right. There's Boone in the lead. And pass, flashing past the exit. So, short a second on timing because that'll catch up next time around, now that I'm learning the vagaries. And also through has gone Max Ashoff and Julian Schell and Yusuf van Bellingen. And still waiting for the Cascatau BS Racing car to pull out of the pit lane. Have you yeah, been ticking the, off? The, the six two, yeah, the 621 car, that is two guys, Tim Hewson and Steve Van Bellingen. All right. Whoever just whoever just took it over, just did the fastest lap of the race in their first rolling lap. Excellent. So if we assume it's Steve Van Bellingen, he's a second name driver, it might not be. Um, he just did the fastest lap, which is a 141.5. So... That could see that car begin to move forward. It's behind Julian Schellekels in uh, in fifth place. Shell currently has only a second and a half lead from that car, which is, seems to put a, a real hot Whoa. shoe in. 
That BMW, and that is a BMW because it's the three numbers on it. So that is the M3 GT4, looking remarkably stock, other than its racing paintwork. And that is the Peter Stocks entered car for the Stocks family outing. The M Power BMW then going off right towards the end of the lap. So that was uh, coming through the suit curve, 16 actually before that. That's a change of class, and since it's signed on, it's signed on in the, in the two, this is the 260, and it's been moved down to the three, so it's gone from Super Sport 1 division to Super Sport 2 division, which is another um, concept which the, the, this, this championship shares in the Creventic Championship, isn't it? because if you, quit, you enter a car and you start at one class, it's obviously too quick or too slow. You can often get changed to another, and that's what's happened here in the Supercar Challenge race, as uh, the stocks machine has been uh, taken down from Super Sport 1 to Super Sport 2 for a more competitive bridge. Because there are, if you look at the Super Sport 1, it's a real mismatch. It's a Hyundai TCR, a BMW 1 Series, an E92 BMW, an E46 BMW, an E90 BMW, and a proper M3 GT4. So they are trying to uh, they're trying to balance uh, seven different cars in seven different well, places. If, if, if they can do that, them. they need to apply to the ACO to sort out <laughs> the top class of of um, yeah. uh, prototype racing. Uh, Mark Jobst uh, in for Zillowette Racing's 2.5. Uh, that is the I number four. I've been for a while because the pit lane's officially been shut for three minutes. Um, just come up three minutes now. Would so you, you like me to tell you when he came into the pits in that yeah, case? He came in at two minutes and 23 seconds past the hour. So he was in in time, I reckon. Just. No, it's only a minute ago. Okay. Say a minute ago, which has been twenty oh, yeah, right. three and a half to go. Sorry, now, I, yes, I'm looking at the time remaining and just taking it off that. Sorry, yeah, yeah absolutely right. What we're assuming, of course, well, unfortunately, we don't have a pit count. We're assuming it's his first visit. That's a fair point. One made and beautifully presented, Mr. Damon. But looking where he is amongst the four cars, no, I can't think he wouldn't make. He wouldn't make the next one. So either he's gone late, or because of the yellow flag, there's, a, there's an extension. But I don't think there is. I think he missed it. Let's uh, run through some of the other Bob Herbert still leading in GT. Sixth overall in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Uh, we've got the uh, Daddyshire Racing CN uh, Norma leading its class and leading the race by 5.4 seconds to the best of the LMP3s, which is Max Ashoff. Julian Shell, courtesy, courtesy of a very smart pit stop and a little bit less time penalty in the pits, only two and a half seconds back in third overall second in class uh, we've mentioned Bob leading the GTs SSP1, JR Motorsport uh, leading that in 10th position, Ted von Vile and uh, Ted driving his JR Motorsport E92 V8 SSP2, Johan Kran Motorsport, 14th overall in the Radical SR1 having a lot of fun in that little that, look, that looks so tiny compared to the CN car, doesn't it? And the, it's not as if the CN cars <laughs> are obese, is it? I know, but they're, cause they've got a lot of length to get the, which obviously generates a lot, a lot more downfall. Extra length means the chance of extra downfalls, obviously at the, uh, with the trade-off a bit less, a bit less uh, nimbleness, but um, that made the Radical look absolutely tiny. <laughs> the SR3 that I drove was... Um, not a big car, but it had a very nice, roomy cockpit, um, which is nice <laughs> for people. 
when they go racing and they're not trim nice of jockey nice style of racing drivers who, who've lived a life indeed and aren't a young 18 year old whippet SSP one second and third together uh, SSP one with the BMW 233 and that is the dark grey car and then behind the 202 is the Hyundai that's the right the red and highlighted yellow car so as Nick was saying two very different machines there but as we've seen those of us that watch IMSA racing um, TCRs are as quick as GT4s through the twiddly bits Yes, I think the the, 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 G, the TCRs are very very good. Obviously, at corner exit, um, being sorry, the corner entry and going to the middle of the corner because they just just drive through the front wheel drive. But they are very very nimble. But they're the quite GT4, aero dependent, actually. TCR yeah. cars, you don't realise it, but all those accoutrements around the the box arches um, and the the wing at the back. I mean, that's Audi's RS3 has a boot because that makes the rear wing more efficient. They create a lot of downforce, and I'm told by people who have pressed hard in them that even the series, the endurance series that don't allow the um, the ABS, it's really hard to lock the front wheels because there's that much downforce. Obviously, mm. as you get slower, the downforce peels off in this battle for second, as it was nice doing move. there into turn two, and that's another pass back again. So. Nice but will he just get will he get blasted down the straight by the BMW? Because certainly very very nimble through the stadium section, but a little bit wide on the, uh, the north curve uh, from the BM. But we kind of we've seen before that it's in the slipstream now. Very very defensive going down to turn six through the long sweeping parabolic, and now down into turn six the hairpin at the eastern side of the racetrack. Hyundai holds on uh, just ahead of. That battle, by the way, Ted Van Vliet in the GR Motorsport 208. Uh, he's only a second, call it two seconds up the road. Actually, not even that now. It's the white car that's just ahead of them. So that was across the line. So this battling for second, far, Nick, from slowing them down, it's spurring them on and they're catching Ted Van Vliet. This is going to be a three-car scrap for the lead anytime soon. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting ebb and flow from the uh, the TCR car, which is which was leading and then drifted back and seemed to be outpaced for a while. Uh, the change of driver has reinvigorated the machine. He's now pulled out a lovely uh, bit of a gap over the, the uh, Vandenberg 245 BMW. But it's now, you say, the key point is going to catch up those uh, uh, 1.7 seconds. Uh, sorry, not 1.7 seconds. It's 1.9 <laughs> seconds to, uh, to Remco de Vries. Yeah, it's, 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 it is an example, as you say, of excellent balanced performance. And the fastest part of the track, it comes to the top of the circuit, I always think, through the Giants like Parabolica. And then it's going through the other side. It's really, really quick through the uh, stadium section giving oh, much faster now he's flashing lights to them that's a good one so leader in the category is Ted von Vliet in the 208 BMW down the inside in the turn tried a, tried a carbon copy into the parabolica but it wasn't reasonably too late ahead uh, Ted von Vliet hasn't made the mistake that uh, the 283 by going too wide at Norker, so he hadn't lost quite the momentum, and now just going to stretch away as the BMW opens its legs and shows the extra horsepower as it were. And drives down to the uh, drives down to the uh, the hairpin. But then 
once they've gone back up towards Quick. the uh, Mercedes complex, then you get the complex uh, in the stadium section where you'll see the uh, the Hyundai all over the back of it again. Which he is exactly now. Uh, and in another piece of Nick Dearman told us earlier, there is a message on the timing screen. It says Nick Dearman was right. Uh, car number <laughs> 461, pit stop too late, Take 20 second time penalty for that car. So at the end of this, we're going to have to be careful because there are some time penalties to be applied to the finishing times. So we're going to have to keep a weather eye, Nick, uh, on the timing screen and see what happens. Uh, at least on the track at the moment, we can see the battle in the SSP1 category. Ted von Wieler with the Hyundai now really pushing hard as they head into the 8-9 area. Tries around the outside. That's a... Curve, uh, that is the Sachs curve, sorry. That's at the 13, isn't it? My apologies. Very, very quick, isn't he? Coming off those corners. And he's through. Gone. Bye-bye. Oh, hello. Staked by the leader. That was the former leader. That's the team car. Tom Boonen still leads. I think that was the 6-2 one, not the 6-1 right, one. one. Absolutely right, yeah, 6-2-1. Uh, that is very, very costly because they were right on the back of that battle uh, in the top four or five places but have immediately dropped down or oh, half a dozen or more seconds so it was the 6-2-1 Danish racing car now recovered yeah we used to the, the end of that so we don't know whether it was a mistake or an avoidance of, uh, of somebody else it looked to me like uh, seven six seven second mistake that was yeah I, I think that looked to me like a mistook, if I'm <laughs> honest. I bet he, was, bet he was probably hoping it wasn't even caught at all on camera. He's going to come back later and say, yeah, I've got traffic that lap, yeah. Yeah, it was bad traffic that lap, yeah, that's why I lost six seconds. It was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, he caught the end of the car facing the wrong way. It may well have been actually quite right. If he's in the, in the same section, just went a little bit wide and therefore just picked a little bit of over-curb or gravel and he just, you know, you carefully get back on the track, that's five or six seconds. And But no damage, no harm, no, else, no one else is hit, so... Uh, all good. The P3s got come back together, haven't they? They were quite split. Now they're both back together again. The Max Ashoff and Julian Shell cars, just a second and a half, second point two between them. Remember, the CN car that leads did not take uh, any fuel, whether by design or just to save a bit of time in the pits. We, uh, or the youth, seem to think that the reg said the CN cars didn't refuel. So uh, I wonder how close to his fuel uh, Tom Boonen is. No, they, 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 do, they do 75 minutes. I've seen them uh, 75 yeah, minutes. Right. Right. No, right. That's You're brilliant. Right. But this top three has come right back together again. This is um, proper battle, though. Yeah, it looked like a kind of a benefit for Tom at one point, but now not only not perhaps less surprising than we see the uh, the Ginetta G3, but the Ligier now, which you can show, has been in the car the entire time. Has effectively appeared to have, have turned himself up to seven for some reason, for, and uh, just going for it because he was drifting back, oh. but now he's right behind all of them. Yeah, he got stuck behind Baz Barenberg in the Baz Kooten racing BMW E36, the white car, and that now has made the battle for second very hot uh, indeed as they go through turn th two. Julian Shell sniffing a winning class here, I think as he traces a much tighter line than Max Ashoff in the blue and black Ginetta. Second and third overall, first and second in LMP3, with a huge amount of traffic uh, ahead of them, including the 2-0-2. I've just caught a quick glimpse of that car. 
Uh, they should deal with them quickly. Yeah, there's the Hyundai. The worry is that somebody turns in on you here in one of those, particularly the CN car. That's exactly what happened as well. The uh, BMW, the two... Uh, 4-5 oh. car, the E90, the hardest plaza car, and that's really not been heads-up driving there. Blue flags yeah, were race, were waving. There's racing going on, I understand, between those two BMWs with uh, Ted von Vele and the hardest plaza car, but you've got quick cars coming through. You've got to keep your wits about you. And there's a new leader now, Nick. Julian Shell goes through in LMP2, takes second overall but first in class. Oh, Ooh, and we've lost it. How does... Well, so that's like the hairpin again, isn't it? And that isn't a hairpin. There's been a coming together there. And there's bodywork off. Now, it's a something full course one yellow. Nine. It's something 1-9, I think. There's the last two numbers. I might be wrong with 2-9, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that, just going back to what happened there, it's, it, it, this is a problem where you come up through traffic coming out of the hairpin. Seven is a kind of a... It was very, very fast, and, and, and a single line ideally and you can't and what he got the fact that the being what well, one of the bit was just cut across and then you come with the eight nine complex which is really really tight and it is really easy and you saw that the uh the uh, max ashoff car got kind of unsighted by one of the other bmws and then you're going wide into the mercedes complex and through when julian taking full advantage of what was basically as you say some well, some overly focus on what they were doing and well, not focus I, I, on what everyone else was doing driving by the BMWs very easy types. very easy to criticise Nick um, uh, it's 6-1 something yeah well yeah it's uh, it's one of the CN cars for sure because I could see that from the bodywork the rear deck is off uh, of that car um, it, there's big brake marks there it's turned around facing at 90 degrees to where it should be uh, but there's body now the question for me is was it a hit that took the bodywork off or was it the bodywork coming off that gave that oh. car its issues there's well that's a nose as well as the tail so that's both ends of that car that has gone i can't see the front of it because of the q7 at the moment that is there and parked itself in between the track and the car exactly as it should it's hit the wall hasn't it it's hit the wall big oh, black yes. marks on driver's right coming into the hairpin at turn six I think the driver's snapped. still in that car uh, and that's why we've got mm. uh, the safety workers there we'll get you more details on that at the moment I'll, I can tell you that it is the 614 so that's the BS Racing by Vatican suit car that uh, we saw in the pits and did do a driver change. So we weren't sure whether it was uh, Alan Berg to Alex Cascatu uh, or the other way around, but the that has had its driver changed. And coming into the very fast entry to the Spitzkerda hairpin, looks like either on the brakes or down through the box, the car, Nick, has speared off to the right, mm. took the front off perhaps first or even got him backwards actually looking at those skid marks on the road but certainly the rear deck completely gone uh, and the front under tray completely gone as well and we've got the that the driver is standing outside by the looks of it well that's like very good news there's a guy in a, in a what's like a race helmet standing by the side of the car well that is so very good news out. i think i think i'm, I'm wondering whether yes, oh no there's right. another car involved there's another there's an, is, that, is that the back of the same car that's the back of yeah, the same sorry. car yeah so it's lost no, I think, half I, the my rear guess end. is 
my guess is he's, he may well have gone, um, because of traffic, he may well have gone a bit too far to the left. And the driver is out of the car and being helped with the ambulance. He's under his own um, auspices. And he looks actually he looks remarkably well. To be honest. I'm sure he's very upset about the, uh, the repair bill. My guess is he may have gone out a bit too far to the left and put a wheel on the grass, which then Ooh. speared it across. Yeah, it's not good when you've got trap workers coming towards your car with wheelie bins, pulling wheelie bins. <laughs> I, I, I always think that that's probably been a bad day at that point. We can laugh about it now because the driver has walked himself to the ambulance. He's got a severe pain in the wallet, hasn't he? That's what it hurts. Uh, well, and, and, and standard operation procedure, he, he'll need to be checked over. That, that's been a significant accident. He's looking back up the road. Helmet is off. Uh, face mask is on well done for remembering that uh, and the doctors are on site they're saying look I know you're saying you feel alright but you really should go back in the ambulance and we'll have a quick look at you so the German Red Cross on site and then we'll sort the car out for you we'll sweep it up put it in the wheelie bins and bring <laughs> it back to you later we'll bring it back in four bin bags you can work out what you can use <laughs> uh, counting down to under seven minutes now this is the second full course yellow after we had the coming together of the Peugeot RCZ earlier on, um, one of the silhouette cars, uh, destroyed left rear suspension, destroyed front end, including the front end just basically being completely wiped off all of the nose and the under tray. So it's been heavy, heavy contact, both on the front and the left rear. But it's basically wiped down the right-hand side of the rear of that uh, pretty what formerly was the pretty Norma he must have, he must have, as you say he's spun into the wall and hit both ends isn't he yeah that's my guessing the, the, the black marks on the the track further back up in the braking area are the real giveaway he's been absolutely locked up so he's lost it under whatever circumstances he arrived there and and you know smallish cars but they are they'll be hauling the mail there that'll be a hundred and plenty miles an hour down there and, you know... Good advert for the survival cell, wasn't it? Well, absolutely. absolutely not, not a scratch on that. So the three leaders then um, at the 60 kilometre speed. Yeah, he's gone completely backwards. He's been lucky not to do, dig in, actually, on the grass there. Mm. So Especially because you can see how wet it is after all the rain they've had recently. Yeah. So from the left-hand side of the track... On that, uh, on that, on that. Are they going to be able to clear this in five minutes? It's been a pity of the dome because the top three are nose to tail. <laughs> purely selfish. Exactly five thought. minutes to go. Um, and well, I'm, if they can drag it, there is a. Um, the thing is, get out of jail free. Yeah, on the was, left hand you know, side. They, they've already put down some uh, some you know, powder dry stuff. So it may be it's leaking. And if they drag it, they'll, they'll leak fluids everywhere. So the concrete dust has gone down. I think you saw that, actually. I think I saw it at one point. Um, it'd, be unli- it'd be very unlikely you do that much damage and not break at least one oil line. Yeah, don't disagree with that. Uh, Mark Varinger, by the way, leading for Silhouette Racing in the... Silhouette class, silhouette class rather, in the 410. It's one of the BMW alikes. Well, that's off the track where they are putting down the fluid dry now. 
So our leaders, Tom Boonen leads overall. Uh, oh, hello. Tom Boonen has just gone down to second place on my timing screen, and Julian Shell has gone through By into the lead. 700. I think they may have been playing silly ah, bees on, going on over the, the line. line. All right, all right. So because Tom, that won't be allowed to stand, that's for sure. <laughs> Tom Boonen for the leads the CN Crafts for Dalticia Racing. Pegasus Racing, Julian Shell leads LMP3, but he's got Max Ash up with his tailpipes. In GT, Bob Herber in the Lamborghini leads, and he's sixth overall, ahead of his boarded racing teammate in second, Dan Mayer. And that's the 107 BMW Z4 GT3. In SSP1, it's another Feeble Racing team car out there. That's the 202. And that is the Hyundai. They're leading their class uh, and just sitting in ninth position, but a decent lead back to the Harders Plaza Van Berg family outing for the BMW in second. SSP2 leader, the two Greenholfs in the Johan Kran Motorsport number 305. That's the Radical leading its class. Haraf Radical. Peterborough firm, of course. Um, just up the road from Hindhoff Towers. Uh, that's SSP2. And in silhouette, I think we mentioned, didn't we, that it was Mark Weiringer for one of the Zioet racing cars, the 410. Uh, that is one of their 2.5 engine machines. The flatbed's there. So it is going to be a crane. Yeah, but you've I got can't two see. 10 seconds to go. No. I mean, it's now a plus one lap, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, because it's, it's absolutely boiling up for, for a grandstand finish for the top three. Doing it all again tomorrow, Nick? Yes. A um, bit later in the day, isn't it? I think it starts about uh, midday, I think it starts. Or 10 to midday, I think. However, stay tuned across the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels because we uh, have uh, Ben Constantjuris on the countdown to green, sashing. Uh, in a Nick Dimstyle up the no, pits. No, 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 no. He's. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not taking. I'm not. I'm not. He's not taking me sashaying. I may be. I may be a year and a half out of this so far. But I'll be back sashaying as soon as possible. He can. He can perambulate if he likes. Well, now the question for me is: Is he fully gelated and white jeansed up today? Didn't see him earlier. He had a coat. I think it's chilly out there. He was wearing a coat actually. So right. let's see. If hopefully the weather picks up for the uh, for the main race, and then we can see exactly the uh, style he's gone for. <laughs> he's been living in France a very long time. He speaks French, living in France. He's, he's, he's taken on some of the worst attributes of their dress sense. <laughs> How to annoy a whole nation, Nick Tim there. Um, so, uh, yeah, Ben will be with us counting down to green uh, with... Uh, it's... Uh, is it Johnny and Joe that starts the race? I think it yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah. Then, 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 you and and I, then, then you and I take it over. And then, for some reason, you and Joe, you and Joe disappear for two hours. I don't know why that is. Yes, we're going to have to keep an eye on young Consty. It'll be mustard yellow trousers on maroon next. And then we'll know we've lost him. We've lost, lost him. him. Lost him to Europe. Yeah, lost him altogether. So I'm afraid to say the uh, levity from us is because we have no racing to talk about uh, at the moment. And it looks like we'll be going to the end under the full course yellow. So that is Tom Boonin who's going to win. He's keeping the tyres clean just in case 
we come back because time elapses now and it is plus one lap. So in theory, it could literally be a 2.8 mile dash for the overall positions. Well, if, if, it, if this is the last lap, if they go green, because don't forget, it's not a safety car. It doesn't start on the... It doesn't start oh, that's start a very good line. point. If they, they clear this, you can go green at any point. That's a very good point. Um, the advantage of full course yellows, code 60s, code 120s, however, they are um, virtual safety cars, as they call them in Formula One, but effectively, it's their version of supercar uh, challenge powered by Hankook and Creventix code 60. The advantage is that as soon as that flatbed is behind the wall and out harm's way, we can go back green. And there will be one more lap after this, either full course yellow or green. Can go green at any stage. So even part of the way around the last lap, which could still go green, is the point that Nick's could go green, you know, just coming in the stadium section. Yes. That'd yeah. be, that'd, that, I'm sure that'd be um, more pleasing for the CN car than the P3. So probably want a bit more leggy stuff. Oh, he's on the flatbed. Come on, where's he got to go to get out of, out of view? Just drive around the corner. Around the corner, it's fine. I mean, that truck does look a little bit um, like it can't take a non-tarmac uh, option. The, the uh, Van Bursten van Oort, uh, the De, De Boston van Oort Hyundai, by the way, right in front of the leaders. So they'll be absolutely praying with everything they can that it doesn't go back green because mm. they're then going to be right embroiled completely in the lead battle. The ADAC recovery vehicle uh, has plus one on the back. And the CN car with bodywork flapping. He's made a mess of both ends of that. Really has. I'm, I'm going to predict now that car is, is we might not, not see that. the start tomorrow. We might not see that. Unless, of course, there's so many normals, unless they've got a, a float chassis because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cars there. Sorry, a couple of those are only test cars. There are test cars here this weekend. So, you know, if he wants to race, I'm sure you can have a, have a chat with him about them. Um, right, hang on. Let, coming, coming through towards the end of the lap here. And I, I'm keeping my eye on the start stand. So into the Saks curve at uh, turn 13, 14 and 15 through the stadium section. Use your imagination. There's... 20,000 people shouting your name there as you come round. 60. Yeah, well, but there's only 20,000 shouting my name. Everybody oh, else okay. is shouting somebody else's. Yeah, fair enough. So, out of the final corner, and do we see a checkered flag? Do we see a white or a checker? Or do we see one lap to go? Still waved yellows. Well, you don't see a white, you wouldn't see a white flag, you'll see a last lap board. White mm. flags um, for last no. lap is US. So, check your flag. Yeah, check flag. Check your flag. Check so, the race, I think that's really sensible. There's no point in doing uh, another three and a half minutes if you know you're not going to be able to go green again. So, that makes a lot of sense. So, congratulations to Del Dicha Racing uh, and to Tom Boone. And he wins the CN class and overall. Uh, Julian Shell and Max Ashoff, we were s- somewhat cheated, denied, uh, denied the, the run to. The line, I, I, I shouldn't have said cheated because it was a safety um, issue, but you know what I mean. We, have, we were denied the grandstand finish that that was boiling up to, Nick. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a safety issue. The driver walked away, which is fantastic, and and you know the only damage is to someone's wallet. But yeah, the, those three cars had suddenly come back together again after pit stop. My my theory, which I'm going to throw into you for tomorrow's race as well, is I think the CNs have a little bit more problem making their tyres be competitive for the whole hour compared to the P3 cars. The CNs do have a small diameter wheel. Very very small. Yeah. Mm. So that's my guess. So let's hold that thought for tomorrow's race. But I wouldn't be at all surprised to see the CN again come back to the P3s during the second half of the race. Uh, okay. So uh, we'll wait for everybody to get back. I'm very surprised that they didn't just peel everybody in the wrong way into the pit lane. Uh, but they're being very good. Uh, very good indeed in staying to slow speed. But the checker has been thrown. The checker flag has been thrown. So, with a bit of luck, we can go through the results for you. I'll remind you of the winners in class. Mark Viringa wins the silhouette category. Uh, he finished in 15th position in the 410 uh, ZOE 2.5. SSP2. That was the 305 Greenhoff and Greenhoff Johan Kran Motorsport. That's the Radical that won SSP2 from the uh, Peter Stocks entered 360 in second, which was a, a BMW M3 GT4. Strange class fellows, those two. SSP1 Hyundai TCR from the hardest plaza BMW and for the GR Motorsport Ted Van Vele BMW. Uh, actually, a decent battle brewing up there for second, third and fourth with Remco Debus and the MWR 233, uh, which was the E46 building up as well. And at the front end of the field, Tom Boonen takes the CN category with the Houston and von Bellingen team car second in CN. But between them, the two LMP3 cars, Julian Shell for Pegasus Racing, in the Leisure, just edging out Max Ashoff, although they will be on the overall podium. So Leisure from the Nissan-powered uh, Janetta. Bob Herb is a class leader as well in fifth position, the GT category in the Super Trofeo Lamborghini. And uh, he won that ahead of Dan Mayer for border racing. So the two border cars first and second. And then Max Tubben third in that category in the number one eleven. Uh, that was a, a Zeoet GTR, but running uh, in the GT category. Further down the field then, just confirming that win in TCR for the 202. Feeball Racing Team, ninth overall for them, ahead of the BMWs. Second, third and fourth, which uh, were very close before the intervention of the yellow flags. Class leading SR1 category, the uh, Greenhoff and Greenhoff, Johan Cram Motorsport in 13th for the Radical. And some people having problems down the field. We lost a few off the back of that, unfortunately. And so those issues reflected by the fact that some of them were laps down, a lot of the silhouette cars running with uh, 
at the back of the field, having their own battles. They've enjoyed themselves. Uh, Hank Koopman didn't really get going, got it off, didn't get it off the line, and then got the black flag with various fluids coming out the back. And of course, we saw the problems for the tracks racing team and the 481, the black and black car, uh, after damage and with the. Peugeot as well, coming together with the Peugeot. So that is the first race, second race tomorrow. Congratulations to Tom Boonen in the, uh, the Deldici Racing CN car. Uh, he takes it ahead of the bigger engines to LMP3s. Tables could be turned tomorrow. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com